Hello, music fans. Hey, thanks for checking out this bonus content from my conversation with Joshua Powell and Josh Townsend. It was a lot of fun. I think you're going to enjoy it. We cover a lot of ground, including their favorite hobbies, their favorite authors, favorite guitars, songs they wish they had written, and so much more. Also, Joshua talks about how he recently broke his thumb. But hey, don't worry, he's recovered. And we learn what bands are on their radar. This should be on our radar. So let's check this out. It's a lot of fun. Enjoy. Um, well, let's move into the uh, quick scans of your radar segment. Um, and as I said earlier, it's kind of rapid fire. If it turns out to be not so rapid fire, that's okay too. If you got a story to tell, please tell it. But, uh, so for both of you, a favorite hobby. I learned in the last couple of years that I like fishing. Okay. I'll go try to catch smallmouth bass, mostly so that I am standing outside in the river by myself. I love that. Yeah. A river. You got a favorite river? Um, I... I like all rivers, but I have caught the most bass at Mound State Park. Okay. I love that park. It's a great one. Yeah. And Josh, for you? Uh, lately, it's been like 3D modeling, uh, things of that nature. Okay. Uh, something I was always interested in as a kid, but never took the time to, you know, pursue. And yeah. now I, I don't know, I, I have to tear myself away from the computer sometimes yeah. and realize, hey, this isn't good for you or your eyes. Yeah. But, okay. Okay. Uh, a favorite author. Mm. And I know that's tough. I, so I said a favorite, not, yeah. not the favorite, but a favorite author. Uh, someone that I keep coming back to uh, in the last couple of years has just been Flannery O'Connor. Okay. Every time I read her short stories, they feel not so short. They feel so, like, um, inhabitable. And she, she's a Southern Gothic writer, and I grew up in Florida with depression. Um, and so it is uniquely, uh, familiar to me, mm. but through, uh, you know, the eyes of a woman and, um, it's, it's endlessly fascinating and, and dark and, uh, un, uncomfortably familiar. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Very good. Josh. I'm sure I'm going to pronounce his name wrong. Uh, cause I only ever read it, but Eknan, you know, who I'm... yeah, there you go. Ah. Okay. Uh, and I, I've always had a different fascination and, and ever-evolving perspective of different spiritual ideas and, and just kind of self-development in that area. And um, I always like coming back to, to those reads because there's a different way that I, I interpret it yeah. at the time. And it always feels positive, no matter how my interpretation yeah. is. We can all use some of that. Yeah. Some positive. Yeah. Okay, exactly. cool, cool. Um, favorite guitar to play? Mm, I have to be honest. Like it's, I have some really cool guitars, but I feel the most at home on this Telecaster that I uh, have had since high school. Is that? Did you play that at all? In yeah, yeah. yeah. It's usually when I've been playing live this year. All the songs that I play in standard tuning are on that because most of my other guitars are drop tuned now. Okay, but um. I bought that guitar. I was playing a 
Les Paul that I still play and love um, when I was in my high school metalcore band. And uh, the guy who replaced me in that band bought a American telly. Mm. And he sold me his old one. It had been uh, cracked and the finish is all messed up from multiple times being thrown and dropped. So I pulled all of it off. And uh, it's just so, it looks so <laughs> normal and blonde and it's got the tortoise shell on it. But yeah. it, every fret feels exactly the way like I intuitively want frets to feel. Yeah. It just feels good. Yeah. Cool. Cool. For you? Um, the, the bass I primarily play with this group is excellent. I love the feel of it. Uh, it was actually a, a recent acquisition, but, um, I'm a, I'm an artist <laughs> because it's yeah. white and gold. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone else has white and gold instruments of some kind. Yeah. Uh, so I had to join the party. Uh, but I'm a, I'm an artist for Marco bass guitars. Um, and it's not just me shilling out his gear or anything, yeah. but my, my favorite instrument to play is, uh, he has a. I have his prototype, his very first single cut bass that he ever made, um, and it's wow. tuned E to C, okay, um, a little bit higher register, and it something about it, man. It just um, it I can it feels like this man spent hours and just passionately carved it and and sanded it down by hand, and he winds his own pickups and he does everything himself except for the hardware. Um, and it feels that way when I play it. Yeah. It might sound kind of silly for anybody that plays an instrument. Like, yeah, it's a piece of wood with some frets on it. But uh, it has a it has a special feeling. Yeah. So that's my favorite cool. one. Cool. Good deal. Um, favorite or most important pedal on your board? The tuner. <laughs> that's the right answer. Yeah. <laughs> your second favorite. Yeah. <laughs> I have so many that I think are so cool that I would nerd out on, but I would be completely lost without my Voyager Overdrive from Walrus Audio. It's uh, such a, such a, when I want to hear an overdriven sound, it, that, it that's makes it. that sound. Yeah. And uh, I've since added several other gain stages of like terrifically heavy fuzz and shit on my yeah. board, but yeah. always with that as a baseline, it's like that's, yep that's the, that's the sound you want sounds like my amp is turned yeah. up all the way dig in you get more more breakup if you dig it's just so expressive man i think you were playing through a twin reverb is that your amp that went a back line yeah, that was your amp my twin yeah okay yeah. we occasionally on smaller stages we'll go down to uh, our baby setup like i'll play out of a a junior and adam will play out of a couple like junior sized amps well, it's a it's a fancy junior though it is it's called the cannabis rex and it's green and purple and it's <sighs> it's hot rotted but yeah uh from the telly to the voyager to the twin i'm I, i'm just like this is nothing there's no magic special sauce here but this is like this is what i want my guitar to sound like yeah. that's a great feeling by the way when you yeah. find that sound and for you josh what um i have this uh this di pedal um by a, a company named uh, three leaf audio and it's called the enabler di it's a small batch little little pedal but uh it super transparent tone if if you don't want to kind of you know change anything up mm -hmm. about it but it's really versatile um i've had some instances in the past where uh something happened with my head I had to go direct out of the the pedal it's it's perfect for that or if i want to do a really quick a studio recording i can yeah. just bring the pedal board in and do direct in with that um nice it sounds great i can boost the gain if i want a little bit of crunch on it and okay. it's a oh, great little pedal yeah, yeah good deal okay all right a song you wish you had written hey hey my my 
Mm, that was that was easy. My favorite song. It's like a perfect song. Like the way that the vocals follow the guitar. It's the same thing four times. It's just the right amount of times. Uh, it's the first song, first time I heard a song as a young person where I was like, "What is that?" Yeah. I need to be able to play. I that. love that. Yeah. I spent my entire life trying to write that riff, man. Well, that's I love that. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I wish I wrote anything by Hiatus Coyote. Yeah. Okay. I just love that band. It okay. it speaks to me and on a musical level so much because it's uh, it's another group that it sounds like they just played what they wanted and what mm-hmm. felt good to them, mm-hmm. but it also feels really good to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. You know. It, yeah. That band's so sick for how jazzy and technical they are. Also, like so incredibly psychedelic before they even ever use effects. Mm-hmm. Like their early stuff before they even got studio heavy, didn't occur to me how progressive it was because I was just writing it on like a psychedelic vibe you know right. yeah great great thing wow this one may be a tough one but a must-have album for you my beautiful dark twisted fantasy okay from kanye okay i was a big kanye fan until a few years ago but that's still one of those records like i every song on it is a journey every song is so maximal it contains multitudes i've listened to it for over 10 years i could Listen to it on the way home from here. Yeah. Oh, I like that. I'm not familiar with that. I, I've heard you talk about Kanye in the past and how you admire just his, here, here's what I'm going to do, <laughs> yeah. approach. and There's people who can do it with more kindness and gentility, for sure. Um, but for many years, especially when I was younger and when he was less problematic, yeah. I was inspired by the yeah. forthrightness. And yeah. um, the same thing that Neil Young has always embodied, which is I'm critical expectations be damned i'm going to follow my artistic impulse right uh, which is what i want to have the freedom to do yeah cool josh for you uh mine would be silver rain by marcus miller and it's uh it's the the record that got me into playing bass i heard him he's a, a jazz bassist who was leading his own band and doing this stuff i've never even heard of before and uh just like really crisp modern slap tones but also he uh, is a uh, like heavily educated bass clarinet player. That's that was his main instrument in college, and okay. he just did bass on the side, and yeah. so it has all of these different things mixed in. But for the most part, it's just uh, his own production of him just writing his own song. So it's really kind of raw in that manner. Okay. Um. So I love going back to that and listening to it I and just check thinking. that out. Yeah, I did check that out. Cool. Thank you. One of the best concerts you've ever seen. Most recently, the one that excited me the most was going to the Metro in Chicago with my brother, and we saw uh, Code Orange with Loathe and Dying Wish. Um, and as we've been rediscovering our earlier, younger love for yeah. heavy music, um, this is kind of story tangential. When we played our first show back after COVID, it was at Be Here Now and Muncie. Okay, we played sure. our new songs for the first time. And no, so no one knew any of it. And some kids started a pit during our show, which hadn't happened with this band ever. It was spontaneous. And I was like shell-shocked because when I played in an expressly metal band in high school, that was like the whole goal was to like induce that sort of fervor. And here it was like coming up spontaneously because of what we were doing. And I was like, holy shit, we have to chase this feeling. Oh, wow. Um, and so we all, that's when we started our collaborative playlist and we mm-hmm. all started like egging each other on to like different and heavier music. 
And uh, I'd gotten really inspired by the shoegaze crossover heaviness that Loathe was doing, production with super dead drums, super low tune guitars. It was just heavy music in a way I'd never heard heavy music. Dying Wish has a lot of the tropes from the metalcore, the aughts that I loved, but it has this absolutely savage front woman who has like this visceral scream. Mm. It gets your blood boiling. Love it. I broke my thumb in the mosh pit that night and I've been recovering for like six months. Oh, seriously. I've wow. had other transcendental experiences seeing bands like Volcano Choir and just like, you know, but being there and having some dude with a, you know, gigantic hoodie on and PBR just like crying and hugging me while low this scream and just being like so excited about this that that energy is like oh yeah this is what made me fall in love with live music in the first place let's get back to that yeah cool very good sorry about your thumb but yeah, yeah. Getting, you're, you're better we're gonna be good now yeah <laughs> okay for you uh most memorable show um theo katzman at the hi-fi um it it was it was one of those kind of nights where everything was packed out. Um, he's a he's a stew that I've been following for a long time. I discovered him. Uh, he did a session with uh, like Wolfpack back in the day, and uh, then he did I believe he did a session with Scary Pockets, and I've just been like really really into Theo Katzman since then. And uh, so super excited and ramped up for the show in the first place, and then I get there and it's all these people that I've been friends with for years from college, from the music scene in Indian stuff. And when you walk into a venue and you see the people that you respect the most in the industry in that venue, you know, it's about to be yeah. like, that's where you're supposed to be, to be special. Yeah. 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 Um, and it was, man, it was, uh, it, you, you could, you could do nothing but focus on them. And you it was just hypnotizing in a way and, uh, invigorating musically for sure. That's cool. I saw Mike Campbell play at the Hi-Fi, and he said these small venues is where the magic happens. And I thought, he's so right. It's yeah. a perfect size room, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, a band or artist you would like to play with? Dots. Mm. We just saw them at All In. Yeah. I've loved them for years. Uh, I love that they have a guitar player and brother who are, our guitar player and drummer are brothers, and they both sing. And he's like a really nerdy lyricist also. They were doing the folk rock thing forever, like we were. And then I stopped doing folk rock and lost interest in that group. And then this year, we, I hadn't stayed current with them. And we saw that they were going to be on All In. I was like, oh yeah, Dawes. They had just put out a new record. I listened to it. And it's just a band that completely transformed themselves. Completely mm. reinvigorated their entire, like, what they do. Okay. Because they're still the Dawes part of, like here's an anthemic chorus and here's some really literary interesting verses but gone is the the four chord dusty laurel canyon folk tropes okay and they spent a bunch of time as phil lesh's backing band on this jam circuit and now all their songs also go for a 10 minute walk is that right i was not aware of that okay great so they hooked up with phil lesh yeah okay yeah and then you can just see that they were like oh we you know they I, I i recognize us in them they just yeah. they have they've grown together and they've all matured musically and gone let's do this more interesting complex yeah. thing and when i saw them at all in i was like oh my god yeah. we gotta be around forces yeah. like this nice um, nice did you get to talk to them at all no i saw him in the alleyway but i got yeah. shy yeah <laughs> <laughs> and for you oh man that's a that's a good question i've never like we we often will have conversations yeah. about like, especially 
like what would be a good move and, and like who would fit with us mm-hmm. that we also enjoy listening to and stuff. But it's never like, who would you ever like just want to play with either splitting a bill or sitting in with. And, um, I, it, there's not even a first band that pops in my mind because there's so many different, uh, just different avenues that I'd love to just be a part of, yeah. um, in that sense. Man, I don't. Let me give you a second here, because there's another. Yeah, please, please we, do. Uh, <laughs> we we chased passionately after the band Green Lung last year. Um, they're this metal band that our uh, our band's illustrator turned me on to, and it's like they call it uh, pre-Christian metal because it's like pagan. It's like it's all like based around like ancient, uh, okay, like British mythology and okay. stuff. Um, but it sounds like metal made for cathedrals and they haven't i don't think they've toured the u.s and they're they're famous they're big but they're not that big uh-huh. so i found the email and i was like listen when green lung comes to the u.s we'll do anything to open for them oh. i will i will we'll roadie for them we'll we'll pay money <laughs> to be there like we'll do both uh, and they're like, we have no we have no plans to come to the united states at this time i was oh, like i get it it's not great right now yeah <laughs> oh, i have to check them out okay so to give you time, did you? Man, he yeah. he tried to buy me some. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. That's all right. That's a, a tough. Answer. That's a uh, tough one. It is yeah. a tough one, and yeah. I don't want to just cop out and say hiatus coyote again, even though oh, I'd play with be, them in a heartbeat. Oh man, that'd be so cool. Yeah. Um, but there's there's a a lot of groups like that that I have a lot of respect for and love. I mentioned Wolfpack earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, Snarky Puppy is another big big one of mine that I love. Okay. And sure, maybe we uh, differ. In in timbre slightly from yeah. Snarky Puffy, but you know there's still there's still some uh, some core ideals that are that are similar um, between us in terms of just self exploration musically yeah. with the group. Yeah, okay. It's hard. It's exceedingly hard at this stage in our career to figure out what kind of bills we belong on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're not necessarily like if we were trying to play that low show, we would be a joke. We'd be so 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 light. But then when we play with a band like you know the way down wanderers someone that we used to fit on a bill with naturally like an all acoustic sort of festival vibe and now we're like oh we're gonna do some mathy breakdowns and yelling yeah so we're we're pretty open to who we play with yeah it's an exploratory season yeah yeah okay and the last question um bands that are on your radar that should be on our radar love this i got uh i got two uh, here's my top here's my top three for the year okay one silmar oh, you took my <laughs> <laughs> he had an answer ready and yeah, you took it um yeah. that's a band that we've done some tours with okay. that we played milo music with this summer one of the only bands that i see where their level of performance physically and stuff makes me feel like a stick in the mud um brian mccullough is like a, a star front person mm. and the band is so fluid they're so they play a spastic sort of rock that's really jazz influenced but also like uh i've heard brian mccullough described as a raptor with tourettes like he is a, a person that's just like you've never seen somebody it's so i don't know you got to see silmar they're okay incredible. okay they awesome um, phenomenal number two uh i've been friends with them for a long time but i think this year's the maybe only the second time that i saw the band long play live Long uh, from Cincinnati. I checked them out. Yeah, it's uh, they're on our. If you listen to Joshua Powell, related artists on Spotify, yeah. they're down there, uh, which makes me proud. Duo out of Cincinnati, 
basically a heavy band, but drums and cello only. And yeah. Kate Wakefield puts her cello through a bunch of pedals, and she talks, sings, and she does opera. Yeah. It's, she's trained as an opera singer, I think, and, right? And she's a vocal coach. And, yeah. Uh, but that, there's just no, the that comp, that arrangement has no business being so heavy. Yeah. And you see it live, and you're like, this is the heaviest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, my third pick is Lipstick Jody out of Grand Rapids. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> Poor Josh. We were, we were yeah. on tour with them earlier this year. And it's like a alt-pop band. Um, the, it's like, it's it's so, it just masquerades as pop music. It's like really smart. The synth layers are so incredibly orchestrated. Every song is hooks. Um, it's one of those bands where it's like, they actually just got a song in The Devil in Ohio on netflix i'm pretty sure that in like two or three years if they stick together then uh ev- everyone's gonna know who big are. things are coming yeah. okay cool all right sorry that's so yeah it's josh i you get you get the crumbs here the whole so, year yeah. hanging out with the i know band. i know <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, there's one band that uh we didn't hang out with together uh there's this band flocks out of ohio okay. um they just released uh a new a new jazz album that is it's phenomenal um all the all the work on it is is just it's one of those things that you listen to and at first it just feels good and then you start thinking a lot about your own playing and you're like oh man i don't know if this feels so good anymore it's so good <laughs> um but then yeah silmar is uh i'm just going to talk more about silmar <laughs> they are so first of all they're they're incredible people. Um yeah, out of five good guys. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if it is just my perception of, of the band, but I think that makes them even better to listen to. <laughs> yeah. Just because they're they're good dudes and they always are or always have been. enjoying it. Yeah, they, they love it and they love being together and um and then on top of that, they're just all monster musicians in, in every facet and uh they they do a great job of being so talented um, and creative, but also putting it together in a way that's digestible yeah. for anybody. Like, I, I challenge you to find anybody to go see one of their shows live and walk away saying they didn't like it. Mm-hmm. No matter what kind of stuff they're into, they just have a knack for, for creating this digestible content that is phenomenal. That's great. Now you've got my interest going here. So how do you spell the name of the band? S-Y-L-M-A-R. Okay. Mm-hmm. And look out, we'll be on tour with them in 2023 if everything goes according to plan. There you go, yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, Lipstick Jody was also going to be on my list, uh, but I won't I won't double up on two of them. Okay. Um, brother Oh Brother. Yeah. If, yeah. if you haven't checked out Brother Oh Brother, especially live, like they're, the recordings they just released. Uh, Skinwalker. I just saw that. I listened to some of that yesterday. Their best record by a mile. Yeah. It's so... Chris is also in our cadre of buddies that are trading around heavy music and stuff. And you can mm-hmm. tell on the new brother records, like he is pissed about the state of affairs and he has been listening to doom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah. I checked out a little bit of that. I really, really like it. Yeah. I've seen those guys a handful of times and it's always so fun. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, there's definitely some, I got some homework to do. I need to check out some bands and everybody listening can check them out too. So, so we'll wrap here, guys. Uh, you've been so kind with your time. I appreciate it. Tell us how fans can, can find out more about your band and your music. Sure. Everywhere you check out bands, we're joshuapowellmusic.com. That's where you can link to all of our socials, our YouTube and Facebook. 
uh, and Instagram are all slash Joshua Powell Music. Yeah. Um, Skeleton Party is on Spotify and Apple Music. Uh, and the uh, the Rolling Stones cover will be out on all those DSPs also here uh, within the next week or two. Yeah, so. cool. Okay, very good. Well, thank you again, guys. I really thank appreciate you. you coming in and hanging out. And it was great sitting here chatting with you and and uh, catching up on what's going on all things Joshua Powell. So. Appreciate being on the radar. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Good deal. All right, well, take care. Shalom, man. Again, many, many thanks to Joshua Powell and Josh Townsend. Those guys are seasoned pros and it shows. Please go check out their music on all the major streaming platforms, as well as Bandcamp, which is a great way to purchase downloads and support the artist. Also visit their YouTube site to see them captured live, including three great performances at the WFYI Small Studio Sessions, Music in Transit, and their 2021 performance on Audio Tree Live. It's great stuff. You can follow Bands on the Radar on Twitter and Instagram. Also feel free to reach out to me on either of those platforms or at bandsontheradar at gmail.com. Until next time, keep your antennas up for those bands on the radar.